Welcome to the AFR podcast. It's Tuesday, the 25th of April, 2023. Just a quick one. Steve, we were away last week because you weren't feeling too good. It's good to hear that you've got your voice back. How are you feeling now? Yeah, I'm. I'm doing okay. I'm still probably not quite 100, percent but uh, hopefully, hopefully we don't hear that as the uh, podcast rolls on. But uh, no, I was actually, I energy-wise, I would have been fine last week. But you know, there's something. You know, when you do a podcast, you kind of need to be able to talk. You do. You do. <laughs> All right, um, we've got a quick one tonight. Um, been a weekend away, so I'm, I'm exhausted, so I'm going to head off to bed fairly shortly. So let's fly through this, buddy. Uh, we'll start with the original league. First game was the Dingoes versus the Heroes. Big scores. And we had some big scores this week, 171.5 to the Dingoes, 153 for the Heroes. For the Dingoes, obviously Nick Dacos was outstanding, getting 40 touches. Um, Tim um, Taranto was getting 20 at Tagger. Um also, Ben King was outstanding for you, mate, at forward, getting a 30. For the Heroes, some really big scores here. Just a couple which sort of really brought their score down, obviously. Um, Marshall getting zero. Um, Andrew Brayshaw getting a low number of eight as well. But William Drew was outstanding, getting 20 at Tagger. Um, Soron getting 35 at centre. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, I gave three to Dacos, two to Sorong, and one to Ben King. Yeah, not bad. Uh, it was a bit of a weird one. Big big time game between two top teams and uh, both their key forwards just well obviously Marshall got concussed and Logan was on the definitely the wrong end of that uh, Geelong Swans game but uh, no there's like you said man some big performances some big calls by the heroes with their um, dropping McKay dropping uh, Clayton Oliver hello uh, and then um, yeah and then uh, the, I guess he had some rumour that Oliver might not make it to the game Monday but I guess unfortunately being well Probably wouldn't have made the difference, but um, no, I'm I'm getting a little bit uh, starstruck despite the fact that um, you know I've still got some work to do. I think on that lineup, um, I don't know. I, things seem to keep going the Dingo's way this year. I don't know why. Nice, take it when you can, mate. Take it when you can. <laughs> uh, next game was the Titans versus the Blue Flames. One sixty-five for the Titans to the Blue Flames. One fifty-three point five. Big win here for the Titans. Um, really, really good win here um, over over the Blue Flames, obviously. Um, Riley O'Brien was outstanding, getting 20.5. Um, but Sam Walsh, straight back into that lineup, getting a lazy 38. Um, Canelio getting 20 at midfield was also pretty good, but he was pretty strong across the board. Um, so Ben would be quite happy across uh, about that. Kellen Milky was obviously a little bit down. For the Blue Flames... Their forward line was outstanding. Cameron getting 36, Taylor Walker getting 25 at, at key forward and forward. And, of course, Patrick Cripps, the ever-reliable rover, picking up 20. A little bit stiff not to get some points in this one, but I gave three to Walsh, two to Cameron, and one to O'Brien. Yeah, the Blue Flames still struggling badly with their injuries. Uh, you know, I guess they've luckily uh, they do have kind of half a ruck at least now, but... Um, but Lockie Neal left them pretty high and dry there, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, getting outplayed by Sam Walsh that significantly, that, that hurts, especially when Cameron and Walker did so well for him. So the Blue Flames continue to sink, and the Titans, after being one heck of a lucky team for much of the year so far, 
uh, actually starting to come together maybe now. Yeah. Yeah. Sam Walsh really adds some serious uh, depth to that team. Oh, yeah. um, next one was the tie. Oh, sorry, Natas versus the Wildcards. Big scores here once again. Wildcards were too strong, 187 to Natas, 153. Um, Wildcards, Josh Kelly getting 41. Oscar Allen, that was at centre. Oscar Allen getting 20. Zebel getting 20 at midfield. Matt Rao getting 24 at Tagger. Sicily, 26 at Keyback. But along with that, he had some some um, small ones in terms of Myacek and, and Bailey Dale. Um, for the tie, oh, sorry, for Natas, um, Fogarty did well. Um, Jaden Short straight back into that lineup, doing very well again. And Sean Darcy getting 26.5. Um, but wild cards were too strong. Uh, commissioner votes, I gave three to Kelly, two to Sicily, and one to Matt Rowell. Poor Darcy. Nothing for the twenty six point five. That's rough. <laughs> but, um, who do I who do I not give it to? Uh, I don't know. I'm just like man. Yeah. Fifty three hitouts. Anyway, it's tough. It's tough. I'm not. Uh, no, yeah. not like you. Some like you said. Some great performances from the wildcards there to crank out a one eighty seven. And the task just can't take a trick, especially like losing Took Miller, uh, like they have. Uh, he's pretty much done yep. for well a long amount of time. I think they'll be desperately hoping someone like Will Brody or Maybe even Brad Crouch will have to swing into centre now, but that Natas team already, you know, struggling for the in the win column at least. Uh, it's going to be tough. Meanwhile, the wild cards, they are looking like seriously good, seriously good. Uh, they've just got some just amazing winners in various places there. So uh, yeah, watch out. The wild cards are definitely back in town. Yeah. Uh, next one was the Mighty Bucks up against the Surrey Scorpions. Scorpions, where did they pull this from? A little bit like Sydney. You don't play buddy and look at them. Um, 192 to the Mighty Bucks, 150.5. For the Scorpions, Aaron Norton getting 24. Charlie Cameron getting a lazy 44 at, at forward. Um, Centre was Bonson Pally. Jess Sinclair midfield getting 21. Rory Laird getting 20 at Rover. Um, Thomas Burris was probably the, the down one to getting a lazy 16 at Keyback. Um, for the Mighty Bucks, Rowbottom was outstanding, getting 20 at tag. Uh, Luke Ryan getting 23.5 at Keyback was also pretty good. In terms of the commissioner votes here, mate, um, probably slayed a little bit towards the Mighty Bucks, but I gave three to Cameron, two to Ryan, and one to Rowbottom. This is tough for the Bucks. They've been really good. I know that a lot of that was probably to do with some unsustainable Nick Larky performance, but uh, and that's unfortunately for the Bucks that's continued this week. Because apart from that, you know, doing okay, but uh, yeah, that forward line when it when it misses, and unfortunately, that's a problem with Larky when he misses, he's misses badly. So, uh, but the Scorpions, man, obviously Charlie Cameron makes that lineup look a lot better than it probably is. Although the uh, I love that the Scorpions are continuing that trend this year that uh, Cameron Baker has uh, kicked off with uh, playing the Ruckman a tagger kind of thing. Yeah, no, why not? Um, and uh, but yeah, that back line is probably. Not not as reliable, and unfortunately, Charlie Cameron's probably not going to kick seven every week. But uh, but still, lovely to see the Scorpions looking a little bit, uh, you know, spry there. But the, I, I don't know if that's sustainable, and I'd probably back the Bucks overall. Although it's yeah, again, it's interesting, isn't it? That one's a bit of a, that sort of shakes up the uh, the order a little bit. That result, it does a little bit. It certainly does a little bit. Um, 
Last game was the Dozers versus the Chargers. Chargers got up here 137.5 to the Dozers 120.5. Um, in terms of the Chargers, um, McRae got 29. Um, Redmond got 18 at midfield, so McRae was at centre. Um, Matthew Flynn got in, getting 19 at Ruck was also pretty damn good as well. For the Dozers, Jack Rewell was outstanding, getting 30 at key forward. Um, also, Stephen May getting 16 at key back and Nick Vlaston getting 10.5 at back. In terms of the commissioner votes, mate, I gave three to Rewald, two to Redmond and one to Flynn. Yeah, the doses are just, I don't know. <laughs> I still remember that judge article now for the, I'm going to remember it for the whole year where like the doses had one good week <laughs> and to get their one win could be for maybe the whole half season. And yeah. uh, immediately, uh, immediately the judge was declaring them like, you know, premiership fancies within the next year or two. And uh, man, it's, yeah, that judge, he's man, that kiss of death, that judge, I tell you. But, uh, the, uh, you know, the charges, I, I don't think this is, unfortunately for the charges, this probably isn't, you know, you know, back-to-back wins now. And um, it's probably not the new dawn you want, to be honest, because I think the doses are certainly a long way off it. But um uh, well, you know, these are two struggling teams and one of them had yep. to win. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how I saw it too. Um, in terms of the ladder, mate, things are starting to get a little bit tight, especially down near the uh, the bottom half of the draw. But in the top half of the draw, uh, of the ladder, sorry, we have the wild cards on top with five wins, one loss. Um, then we have the Dingo sitting in second place on five wins, one loss. It's purely the back that's obviously separating. The Heroes are in third on four and two. Titans are in fourth, four and two. The Mighty Bucks are on three and three. Then as things start getting interesting. In sixth place, we have Natas on two and four. Blue Flames are on two and four. Scorpions are on two and four. The Chargers are on two and four down in ninth spot. The Dozers are in tenth on one and five. Yeah, it's. I remember seasons in the past where uh, we've seen, you know, almost one win could, you know, move you from like fifth to ninth or whatever. <laughs> ninth or probably the other way around, ninth to fifth. Or one yeah. loss could see you plummet. And so it's, uh, it is looking like that kind of a run in. We're only three weeks away from the mid-season draft now. Um, yep. <sighs> it feels like one of those year when it's, years where Natas is going to end up like I don't know, like three and six and like eighth or ninth, get some amazing player and then just run the table. But maybe that's just, you know, me being scared of ghosts. I don't know. The, the, dingoes, <laughs> the dingoes are interesting now because the dingoes now got wins against the wildcards, heroes, bucks, and blue flame. Like they've, like, they've only got three games to go to the midseason and, and two of their games are against the Chargers and the Dozers. So um, I don't think the dingoes are looking at a very good midseason draft pick, that's for sure. <laughs> I think that, that it'll certainly be a fight, I reckon, between the Chargers and the Dozers for that number one pick. Yeah, it's, it does seem that way. Like uh, the back scores, but uh, are, are ridiculous. Yeah, there, there's there's nothing in it between you two, but um, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know when Nankervis is coming back, but I don't think those Dozers have a ruck, which is painful. But yeah, no, it's um, it's interesting. The Bucks are definitely looking like the wobbly one in fifth at the moment. The Titans are suddenly starting to look more. Yeah, secure amazingly. Um, but yeah, Natas, Scorpions, right out there, and the Blue Flames—if they can actually get some bodies back—will be scary. But so it's going to be an interesting run home eventually. This one, it, that it will. All right, let's jump over to the Super League. Super League, we had the Thylacines up against the Atoms. 
This was a really close game. Thylacines got up 148.5 to the Adams 142.5. Um, in terms of some of the big players, we obviously had Nick Dacos getting 40, Cripps getting 30, uh, sorry, 20 at Rover, William Drew getting uh, 20 at Tagger, um, McInerney getting 17 at Ruck was also pretty good. For the Adams, Jesse Hogan getting 18 at Key Forward. Um, Got Sean Darcy obviously getting 26.5 at, at Ruck was outstanding. Um, in terms of the commissioner votes, Dave gave three to Nick Dacos, two to Darcy and one to Drew. Yeah, it was, uh, this was a, like most of the weekend, the Adams looked like they had the thylacines, like totally no problem. And then obviously things went south with that, uh, with, with Fritch and uh, Wanganin and Waitering all kind of, flopping and then the Miller injury and it just all compounded and then suddenly from lo and behold from nowhere we had uh Nick Dacos uh just go off and that just uh stitched up the situation and and once again like there's only ever been one time the Adams have managed to get a win over uh the thylacines in their history it just seems like doesn't matter what the it is on the ladder. The Adams can't seem to take a trick, and I can now add to that: like they've only ever, they've never beaten the Flashing Phoenixes either. So something about those Adams and their siblings is just not working. But Phylacines, they just keep winning. Yeah, yeah, they do. They know they found a way. Just named Dacos Center. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> In fact, that's the scary thing. If they'd actually moved Dacos into center a week or two earlier, they'd be undefeated right now. But uh, oh, wow. they screwed up. They screwed up their uh, by hanging on to Brayshaw at center too long. They have uh, screwed up their win streak. <laughs> wow. Uh, next game was Nexus versus the Phoenix. Uh, Phoenixes. The Nexus were way too strong here. One ninety-one to the Flashing Phoenixes. One sixty-one. Um, Nexus. You could almost run down their whole team. Jeremy Cameron getting thirty-six. Um, Lucky Neil getting 13, not too bad. Rosier getting 14 at Tagger. Blaston getting 10.5 at back. Luke Ryan getting 23.5 uh, at Keyback. And Reeves getting 21 at Ruck. So there's some real big numbers there. And, of course, Fogarty at forward. Um, for the Phoenixes, Charlie Cameron getting 44 at forward. It was outstanding, of course. Um, and Riley O'Brien getting 20.5 at Ruck. But in terms of the commissioner votes, your name had to be Cameron. Charlie Cameron got three, Jeremy Cameron got two, and Luke Ryan got one. This is tough. It was, it was, I was telling Elise all weekend that she was going to outplay her brothers this week and still not get anywhere near it, and that's pretty much what happened. So, so it was pretty, pretty rough for the Phoenixes who, you know, not a bad effort really. Oh, just some man. They've got some holes in that roster, and they're just not going to be fixed. It doesn't matter. You know, it wasn't even, you know, I wish I could say that Rioli or Daniel were the wrong choices at back or midfield, but they're even the ones we were considering were terrible. So, yeah, um, Nexus, though, is, they're really starting to put it together. Obviously, getting Hall back um, helps as well. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's just working for Nexus at the moment. And congrats on a solid win. Yeah. Yeah, it was too good in the end. Um, the next game was the Marvels up against the Convicts. Convicts too strong. 159 to the Marvels, 125. Um, Sicily was outstanding, getting 26 for Naomi's Convicts. Um, sorry, 26 at key back, that was. Um, Taylor Walker, 33 at key forward. Um, ben Cunnington getting 16 at Rover. I'm, I'm sure she's glad to be able to just put him there and leave him there again. 
But his roving was outdone by George Hewitt, who got 24 um, for the Marbles. Huge effort there. Um, Chargers didn't play him. Um, and Matt Flynn got 19 at Ruck. So for the Commissioner votes, Sicily got three, Taylor Walker got two, and George Hewitt picked up one vote. Yeah, it's pretty brutal the way the, the Marbles seem to have. They, they were looking good that first couple of weeks of the year, and now it's just like they've just fallen in a hole. I don't know. Yep. It's just the, the bottom's fallen out, and they're looking like a like an also-ran, which is uh, not, not the way I necessarily saw them at the start of the year. And, and the convicts who have not been necessarily that convincing in their title defence so far, they again get another win. They just keep finding a way, and despite the fact that they're nowhere near the top-scoring team, I think they will find they are very close to the top of the ladder, if not the top, um, with their record, which is, hey, all power to them. That's that's the convict way. Don't necessarily be the you know, or overpowering, all-conquering, record-breaking team. Just get the win. That's all it does to get you over the line. That's, That's all you bad. need to do, I suppose, isn't it? You just That's need bad. the Ws. All right, the next game was the Brawlers up against the Farmtons. Farmtons, 159 to the Brawlers, 133.5. Um, Rowbottom was too good for the Farmtons, getting 20 um, at Tagger. Josh Kelly getting 41 at centre. Jaden Short, 21 at midfield. So some big scores and some good scores there. Good to see um, Amos getting a play uh, in the Farmtons lineup consistently. I think he played last week as well, but he's, he's good to see him getting a bit of a run. For the Brawlers, um, Caleb Soron getting 35 at centre was good. Mitchell getting 30, oh, sorry, 15 at Rover. Um, Stephen May getting 16 at key back was also pretty good. And Oscar Allen, good to see him back in that lineup. Bill, um, Josh Kelly got the three votes, Robottom two, and Jaden Short one. Yeah, the Brawlers definitely seem to be a tease at the moment. They've, they've got too many players who are not like, like the Larkies and the Kellys and the Burtons who are just, they're, they're, they'll be amazing one week and then just not turn up the next week and it's killing the Brawlers. They can look a million dollars one week and then just really average. And But all power to the Farmtons. This is a season-saving win here and it was really comprehensive so good for him to get Jaden Short back, obviously missing some key players with Lynch out as well. And But um, I, I don't know if the Phantoms are quite still finals material, but, you know, I, I, I love that. I love their, uh, you know, they've got, got the win this week and they're keeping their uh, foot in the door, that's for sure. Yep. Um, and the final game was the Warriors up against the Sons of God. Sons of God, too strong here, mate. Starting to flex their muscle a little bit. 168 to the Warriors, 147. Um, some interesting um, naming here. Um, but um, what's that? Ollie, Ollie Henry at, at um, Tagger picked up zero. Um, in terms of the rest of the team, Sam Walsh got 38. Um, Canelio getting uh, – sorry, 38 was at centre. Canelio getting 20 at midfield. Daniel Rich getting 23 at midfield was also good. Ollie Wines, 18 at Rover, winding that clock back a little bit. He also had Charlie Kernow and Tom Stewart, so they were both very, very good as well. But he the Sons of God had some low scores mixed in with that. In terms of the Warriors, the pain just continues – Jack Rewalt was pretty good, getting 26 at forward. Um, Clayton Oliver, he named at centre, getting th um, 31. Um, who else was good there? Liberatore, getting 16 at Tagger. Um, 
But yeah, um, Phil Thorpe getting three, Lockie Hunter getting six in the midfield is really, really going to hurt him. He needs to find a little bit more consistency there. The Warriors are looking better, but you still can't get a win. And obviously when you're playing the Sons of God, who, as you're saying, they're just beautifully rounding into form now. And obviously, man, I know, I know it's going to be hard for Ben to forgive Sam Walsh, like ever probably, but for that grand final last year, but still, um, man, his team looks just on level up once he's in that lineup. It just makes everything seem to hum that much better. So, uh, yeah, Sons of God just finding their zone. It just does does feel like the you know, Sons of God, Convicts, Nexus, they're all just, you know, just easing into some form and then somehow the thylacines are up there. And I just, yeah. <laughs> How's that ladder looking nowadays? Well, as you mentioned and you alluded to, the Ashy Convicts are sitting on top five and one followed by the Thylacines in second, also on five and one. Sons of God are in third on four and two, with the Brawlers four and two, and Nexus are in fifth on three and three. Then we have the Adams three and three. And sorry, Nexus is still the highest scoring team. Um, Adams are in sixth on three and three. The Phoenixes are in seventh, two and four. Then the Farmtons two and four. Marvels, two and four. And in 10th spot, we have the Warriors, Two games off the pace now, 0 and 6. <laughs> oh, dear. Poor Warriors. Um, yeah, you do feel like the the Adams and Nexus are those funny ones who are 3 and 3 in the middle of the year and yet, and yet are uh, two of the top three scorers, uh, uh, along with the you know, Sons of God, obviously. I feel like the Brawlers, I, they may be 4 and 2, but uh, I'm a little bit worried about their longevity. And the Thylacines 5 and 1, despite being, you know, again, maybe, I don't know, Thylacines and convicts, if they can keep that up, that would be fantastic for them. But you feel like Sons of God, Nexus, and probably eventually Mighty Adams are going to get up there, and I think the Brawlers are going to have a hard time holding on to that top five spot. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the way it feels at the moment. I I don't know whether the Phoenixes, Farmtons, Marvels, or obviously Warriors are going to really be too much of a threat long term. No, it's starting to thin out a little bit, isn't it? That's feel that way, yeah. Yeah, it does a little bit. And the, then the the the, the Particularly, the back is starting to separate a little bit as well. So, yeah, the Farmtons, that was, a, as you said, that was a huge win and they really needed that one to keep in touch. Yep. So, if they can, I mean, you know, obviously missing Lynch for as long as they're going to be missing him yep. is a huge hole to fill. They really need a miss to come good. But, but you know, they're hanging in there, which is, I mean, the Phoenixes would say the same thing. They put up a good score this week. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be, they they do need to find a, you know a way to win in the next few weeks. Otherwise, it's yeah, it's gonna be a tough second half of the year. On the flip side for the the Farmtons, as I mentioned, um, Jamis is getting a game. Um, Tabernar's out for a fair while, which means he's gonna get a game times for for Frio, which is good. So hopefully that means you'll do well for me and for uh, for, for Thomas. Um, <laughs> Steve, for Cups, we didn't have Champions League this week, um, but we did have AFR Cup. Mm. And one particular game was just insane. Um, (laughs) So, uh, obviously, the winner of all these rounds goes straight into the quarterfinals. So um, I'll go through and um, go through them and then go through who's going to be playing in the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals are in round nine. So we had the Blue Flames up against the Bucks, and the Blue Flames won that one. And then we had the Wild Cards up against the Atoms, and the Wild Cards won that one. So it'll be Blue Flames and Wild Cards in the quarterfinals. 
Interesting one because you'd think the wild cards, unless the Blue Flames can get healthy in a few weeks. Are you there? Yep, I'm here. Oh, sorry, you just went dead and I'm thinking, oh, is he, oh, is he gone? Is his phone gone? Is, I'm not sure what's happened there. Um, unless, so you said the, something about being healthy? Yeah, well, if the Blue Flames can get healthy, yeah. they might have a chance, but at the moment, otherwise, the Wild Cards will get that one, I'd say. Yeah, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, then we have the Heroes up against the Farmtoms, and the Farmtoms won a close one there. And then we had the Warriors up against the Sons of God, and guess what? The Warriors still couldn't get a game, although they did beat the Chargers in the qualifying round. Um, so it's Farmtoms up against <laughs> Sons of God. You'd, you'd think the Sons of God in that game. Yeah, I think that'll be Sons of God all the way there. Farmtoms, huge effort to knock off the Heroes there. That's a massive win for them, but, uh, but I think they'll be probably pushing their luck when it comes to the Sons of God. Yep. Then we had Natas up against the McAvanian Marbles, and Natas won that one. And then how's this? The Surrey Scorpions up against Nexus. Scorpions 192 to Nexus 191. Wow. That, that would be painful. But one point. Least, one point when you score one. That's just Well, it was funny because I think we were watching it, and uh, Daniel Rioli was obviously playing for the Scorpions and Vlastuin for Nexus, two Richmond backs facing off. And uh, you needed Nexus needed a really lopsided result. Like you needed Nexus Flaster to win by seven rebounds, and unfortunately, it was seven to one. And that one rebound that Daniel Rioli got was enough to get the Scorpions over the line. <laughs> wow. So yeah, that's uh, painful, painful. But yeah. but now probably the Scorpions will get absolutely mashed by adulterers, in a couple <laughs> weeks and that will be a bit of pseudo revenge for Cameron. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. You'd think so, particularly when this is just before the mid-season draft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the next one we had is the Titans up against the Phoenixes. It was a close game as well. The Titans just got up there. And then the Dozers up against the Convicts, and the Convicts got up there. So Titans versus Convicts. Yeah, tough one for the Phoenixes. They they were, they were so close all day. Uh, but, yeah, Titans turned up at the right time. And the convicts, uh, well, they'll play the dozers, so enough said. And you'd think mm-hmm. the convicts should, um, yeah, you've got some pretty, there's some interesting, like, lopsided quarterfinals, it feels like there. It feels like convicts, Natas, and Sons of God up against, like, Farmtons, Scorpions, and Titans. Sounds like some one-sided quarterfinals there, apart from, well, and even the wildcards, Blue Flames. The Blue Flames don't get healthy. Um, seems like some obvious quarterfinal results there. Yep. That is and very so, true. And where is the Champions League at, mate? Champions League. Well, we'll quickly run through that. Um, group A, um, we had the Nexus up against the Blue Flames. Nexus won that one. And then we had the Phoenixes up against the Dozers. Phoenixes won that. So it's um, Nexus on top with 12. Blue Flames are on 12. Phoenixes are 8. Dozers, 0. So that's massive because the Blue Flames now then, they've got to play the Phoenixes this week. If the Phoenixes can beat them, and they only have to beat them by like 20-odd points or something, given the way the Blue Flames are scoring, like it's not necessarily out of the question, then the Phoenixes could actually be threatening the Blue Flames for that second spot. Um, and then, of course, the Dozers are... Unfortunately, the Blue Flames play the Dozers in the last round, which means it still is probably going to come down to the Phoenixes versus Nexus for that last spot. I, I don't mm. see quite how the Phoenixes are going to pull it off unless somehow the Dozers pull up an amazing win somewhere. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, group B, we had the heroes up against the convicts. Heroes won that. And then we had the brawlers up against the wild cards, and wild cards won that. So it's heroes 16 points. Brawl, uh, sorry, wild cards are on eight. Convicts are on four. Brawlers are on four. So the wild cards have got their noses in front, but the convicts have actually got the easier run home. You'd think it's going to come down to wild cards, convicts, which again is this week. So massive, massive. No, wild cards win this week against the convicts, game over. Yep. Convicts can win. Got a crazy last round coming up. Uh, group C, we had the Atoms up against the Adulterers and um, Natas got up there. And then we had the Chargers up against the Phantoms and the Chargers got up there. So Group C is Chargers on 12, Natas on 8, Atoms are on 8 and Phantoms on 4. So the crazy thing is here is the Chargers just need one more win over one of Natas or the Atoms and they're and they're through, despite being potentially at this point the lowest scoring team in the group. However, if they lose to both those teams in the next two weeks, they will definitely not get through. They've got to win one because the other two both get a win and they're automatically passed, more or less, right? So yep. that's just pretty much the equation. Yep. Chargers get one win, they're in. It doesn't matter who they, whoever they beat, they'll knock out. If they, if they can't get a win, that's it, game over. So this week, the big challenge is... Chargers Adams, probably the uh, more likely Charger win comes up against the Adams. So that's the big win. That's the big game this week. Let's see what happens. Uh, group D, we had the Titans up against the Sons of God. Titans got that one. And then the Marvels up against the Scorpions. Scorpions got that. So Scorpions are on 12. Titans are on 8. Marvels are on 8. Sons of God are on 4. What is going on here? Seriously. How is the Sons of God 1 and 3 in this group? Mm-hmm. Like again, um, they and are the, the highest scoring team. They are, they are the highest scoring team. Somehow they, I I don't know. And I, mean, I guess the reality is, as long as they win the last couple against Scorpions and Marvels, it's not going to matter. The the real battle, like, well, man, it's gonna it's gonna be one heck of a grandstand finish here because you would think the Suns are probably going to beat Scorpions this week. Titans, Marvels, whoever wins that one is going to be right there as well. And then it's like, man. But the Suns have got a left it. They've now put themselves in a situation where they could end up missing out. Oh, they, they, their points for should still serve them well. If they play a good couple of weeks, it won't matter. But, man, talk about leaving it late. Yeah. <laughs> they need to win the next two as well. It's as simple as that. Well, if they win the next two, they're through. But it's like, man, any, uh, any, no margin for error now at all. None at all. Alrighty, let's jump across. We're sort of flying through it, as as I said that we would be, which is good. All right, uh, let's start with the original league, mate, just because I have it up on my screen. Um, we've got Natas versus the Scorpions is the first game this week. Oh, well, I don't know. It, it's, it's a weird one, this one. They're both, they've both got two wins. Uh, whoever loses is going to be feeling pretty low at uh, two and five. Um, but man, this is a big game, to be honest. This, we know the Scorpions can put up a big score, and Natas has got some injury problems now with the loss of Miller. Um, wow, I don't know, man. I've got a bad feeling the way Natas' season's gone. The Scorpions could win this one. <laughs> they, I, I mean, it, I don't know who's Brisbane playing. Is Charlie Cameron going to do it again? Uh, I don't know if I'm oh. thinking. Remember, they're up. Up, it's a home game for Brisbane. I think <coughs> they're playing the Dockers at home. 
Oh man, if Charlie Cameron goes off again, uh, that's yeah. Because I don't know, I, I just uh, it's gonna be could be ugly. Could be ugly for the for Natas there. I don't think I've yeah. I don't know. I've got a bad feeling the Scorpions are in a good good place. So I don't know. I'm I'm picking the Scorpions. <sighs> Scorpions. Okay. This. You? Uh, I'm gonna go Natas. Safe. Safe. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dozers versus Dingoes is the next game. Damn. All right. Well, uh, I, I'm dingoes. reasonably sure the Dingoes will probably be good enough this week just because it's the Dozers, but I yep. still still can't quite believe it's happening, but yes. <laughs> Chargers versus Heroes. Um, yeah, I don't think the, hero, the Heroes were super, super nice to me, dropping McKay and Oliver. I don't think they're going to be very nice to you, mate. <laughs> no, no, I don't think they will be. Um, Mighty Bucks versus Blue Flames is the next one. Now, this is really interesting because this is starting to get serious for the Blue Flames. The Bucks are certainly not firing on all cylinders at the moment, but the Blue Flames are firing at every cylinder they've got, but still not. So this could be close. I think the Bucks will get the win here just because of the okay. the, the limited nature of the Blue Flames roster. But, um, but the Blue Flames, you know, I don't know how many more they can lose and still manage this title defense. They've only got two wins. Yeah, tough. I'm going to go the Blue Flames. I reckon they might uh, cause an upset here. For sure. Uh, Wildcards versus Titans is is the next one and the final one. Big game here for the Titans, man. Yeah. It, would be a state, it would be a statement if they could knock knock off the uh, number one team. Uh, they're four and two. I I don't think they will. I think the Wildcards will. <laughs> I think the Wildcards are in a, they're in a beautiful place, and uh, I think they're just going to keep going. And I think the Titans will be roadkill, but Okay. But, um, yeah, uh, the Titans, are, they're playing well. Don't get me wrong. I just think the wild cards are on another level at the moment. And yep. I'd, I'd say that almost against anybody. <laughs> I'm going to go Titans. <sighs> big, yeah, call. big call. I know, huge call. I played safe the earlier, so I'll go big in this one. Um, Super League. First game is the Marbles up against the Farmtons. This is wow. a massive game. Yeah, like two original franchises, both two and four. Both have given glimpses, but overall have been a little bit disappointing. Man, one of them is going to get a win here, and the other one's going to be starting to study the free agents. I think that's it's uh, simple as that. So these two, it's going to be huge, huge game. I, I'm going to pick the Farmtons. Okay, I'm going Marvels. <laughs> We're going a bit different this week. I'll just, yeah. Keep get, just, get, get contentious. Just keeping it interesting, mate. <laughs> um, next one is Warriors versus Thylacines. So I have a feeling that the, the, the cat won't be in, extinct after this week. All right, I think Thylacines going to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, I feel like the Warriors are on the improve, and I feel like the Thylacines have been very fortunate lately with a few of their wins, but... Um, um, but I, I, there's no way I'm picking the Warriors though, so no. not not yet. Anyway, we're not going that different. Okay. <laughs> then we've got the Sons of God up against the Atoms. Well, if the Atoms, I mean, the Atoms are, you know, they're the third best scoring team behind Nexus and the Sons of God. And if the Atoms want to be serious about being a finals team, then they've got to, They've had some tough wins. They've lost by single figures to. You know, big brother and little sister in the last two weeks. Um, but so it's, you know, it's been tough in the last couple of weeks for the Adams. But, uh, man, if they, could, uh, if they could knock off the Sons of God, that would be something. I 
yeah, I'm gonna pick the Sons of God. But so, okay. but man, the Adams, this this is their chance to make a bit of a statement win, and they they probably need one after the last couple of weeks. They've sort of lost their shine. At three and one, I thought, here we go. But um, yeah, the edge taken off. I think Took Miller going is gonna hurt them. I'm gonna go Sons of God. Yep. Brawlers versus Phoenix. This is the next one. Well, again, I mean, this is a big game for the Phoenixes. If they could take it off, you know, the brawlers have been a bit wobbly lately. This could be. This could, I'm going to go the Phoenixes. I reckon this. I reckon they've got something here, and I reckon the brawlers are looking a little wobbly. Yeah, I'm going to go the Phoenixes as well. Because they've been, I don't know, Phoenixes have put up some good scores lately, and they've got their, they've got their weaknesses, but I think the brawlers do too. So you know, could be an interesting one. You just don't know Larky, do you? Week in, week out, as you said. Um, yeah, Phoenix is for me. Um, and the final game is the Convicts up against Nexus. Oh, our favourite. Grudge match. And history shows that the Convicts should smash them or beat oh, them. This is, the, this is just... I mean, I, I, this, I mean, if there is an Anzac Day for, like, the Super League, this feels like it because it's like it's the... the you know, and having a, a team that's the defending title holder at 5-1... and one, despite being only mediocre on the points scored, points four kind of column, and yet here's Nexus sitting kind of in the more in the middle of the table, um, but the top-scoring team, this is just a classic matchup. And, and you know, what we've already talked about, the convicts are all about the W, and as opposed to this, you know, scoring your 190s or whatever, um, this just feels like classic convicts win over a, you know, just convicts get a classic kind of 150s kind of score and Nexus somehow find a way to, you know, I don't know whether it's injuries or any sort of crazy antics, but they'll just somehow find a way to just not quite get over the line against the convicts. And we'll all laugh about how the convicts always beat Nexus and they'll just keep going. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tip the convicts. Yeah. Convicts all the way. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All righty. We flew through that one, Steve. All right, everyone. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Um, as always, we'll be back. Well, not as always, I suppose, but we'll be back this time next week. Um, but, um, but yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We'll be back. Hope you have a fantastic week. Remember, it is a short week in terms of the AFR. Um, I've now enabled the round, Steve, so we can probably see how bad our tips are going to go based on history. But um, everyone, we'll be back. Have a fantastic one, and we'll see you soon. Pretty cool that my voice made it all the way through. <laughs> <laughs>